Hey, you're listening to Lightning Rounds, our favorite thing to do every week or bi-monthly or bi-annually, <laughs> as much as we can find time to record. Um, but we're making time for you. You Today's, matter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you do. You do. You <laughs> don't hesitate. Yeah, you really do. I don't, don't discourage our listeners. <laughs> they matter. <laughs> They're uh, you're important. You're important. You know what? You are like a seashell. <laughs> no one else like you in the world. Wait, no, that's not true. That's snowflake. 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 You're, you're a snowflake. snowflake. <laughs> you little you. snowflake. Well, this podcast. I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you probably know what this podcast is about, but we love to talk about um, culture, life, and the Bible, and just how this all intersects for a, um, a young adult, what it looks like. Um, we've almost talked about naming this How to Survive Your 20s. Yes. <laughs> how to Survive Your 20s. <laughs> and uh, you, the listener, get to send in questions, and you get to ask us these questions honestly and anonymously. Anonymous. Hippopotamus. Basically, we don't know who you are. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm a horrible speaker. Hip hop rhyme noceris. They call me the rhyme noceris. <laughs> you get to ask honest questions and you get honest responses from us. I'm one of the hosts, Zach, and I got Pastor Andrew right next to me. Here I am, on the right yes. of Zach, the right hand of favor. Mm. <laughs> my axe, <laughs> Gimli, and my bow. <laughs> if we were Lord of the Rings, before we introduce our beloved guest, because this ties into our beloved guest. Okay. If we were Lord of the Rings, uh, Andrew, who would who would I be? I'll let a uh, okay. We'll, we'll, You'd be because I have an idea of who I. Would. Who's the like king? Like the what, I the king? Aragorn? Wow. Aragorn? 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 Aragorn. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Wow. Thank you. That is uh, beloved guest. That is the highest Aragorn. compliment. I think just like skin tone wise, <laughs> beard color wise, that's you, the king. I was gonna choose like Sam, Sam wise, <laughs> because, because I'm like, I don't know, I'm very assistant. Oh. Like, uh, dude, I had a Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Frodo. I had a legit. Sam. My English teacher was a huge, diehard Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. And one day on the way into class, she said, you remind me of Samwise Gamgee. To you? Yeah. And I said, the fat hobbit? (laughs) And she said, no, not because of that, but because you seem loyal. And I was like, you can't tell that by looking at someone, but thank you. Wow. And that has stuck with me. Wow. 20 years later. That was your first time here, meeting her? Here no, no, it was uh, it was uh we were it was well into the year. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It okay. Felt good. So okay, Aragorn. Wow, Aragorn. that's a, that's okay. That's okay. I now what yeah. what over here? I mean, you can't it's kind of obvious. <laughs> Not Sam White. <laughs> Not Sam White. <laughs> but if you've seen Andrew, another short. just shout it out right now <laughs> in your car who you think this is. Let your grandma hear, your neighbor hear, your dog freak out. <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> and my Gimli. Andrew is Gimli. The That's beard. True. The shortness. The, the roundness. The height. Bro, honestly, though. <laughs> the ferocity. The Hobbit Gimli. Did you guys ever see The Hobbit? 
No, I never made it past like the beginning. They were terrible. Those movies were awful. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled like a George Lucas on Lord of the Rings. Like the first three were awesome, and then the last three, yeah, mm-hmm. trash. Mm-hmm. Had something to do with aliens. But the last mm-hmm. one that came out, there's like this like CG dwarf like warrior that like comes and he's got a red beard with braids he looks like the thor version of like gimli with a red beard wow (laughs) i don't know his name but that would be you and he's got like a massive sword that just like slays like five guys at a time there you go that's and rides like a a that is you (laughs) so you are thor gimli Thor Gimli. Thor yeah. Gimli. A sword. Like Thank, <laughs> thanks so much, anonymous voice <laughs> anonymous guest anonymous that we haven't guest. introduced yet. Uh, yeah. Expert on Lord of the Rings. Expert on Lord there of the go. Rings. Okay, oh, so Aragorn Gimli. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what? Uh, and Angie, what about what about what about okay. our guest? Oh, How? Who, who, what? What character? I think because he's so clean shaven, <laughs> oh, we'd have beardless. to go elvish. He, he's one of the elves. He's we're one, all very, very uh, clean shaven. Very clean. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I can't uh, remember the guy's name. Legolas. There you go. Legolas. Legolas. <laughs> what yeah. do your elves see? <laughs> and my bow. <laughs> Darkness on the horizon. <laughs> Just like you're clean shaven. There's like very cleanness. I feel like Legolas is a very clean individual. Uh, um, I'll take it. That's yeah. what I'm going with. So. Who is our mysterious guest? Leg- is it Legolas? Is Do it? we have Orlando Bloom <laughs> in the studio? Mr. Bloom. With us. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> oh, no, but if you attend our Young Adults group, um, which we hope that you do, by the way, shameless plug, please come Thursday night, 7 p.m. Um, you'll recognize the voice of our guest. Um, as you can tell by Andrew's description, he has no facial hair, so he's often known as Beardless Bill. Beardless, beardless Bill. Bill. <laughs> beardless Bill. Um, but I get the chance to lead worship with this guy almost every Thursday night at RYA. So, if you're there, give a warm welcome to Billy Shear. Oh, boy. Can you shoot a bow and arrow? Absolutely. Okay, no joke. I took archery class in college. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I was telling Sabrina this the other day. (laughs) Took archery for a whole semester, but it was like at 9 a.m. or like 8.30, something ridiculous where I'm like, I'm in college. Like, it's my senior year. I'm not waking up that early for any class. (laughs) So I think I went twice. I was failing. It's a PE class, and I'm failing. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not redoing this. So I went up to the guy at the end. He's like some like dude in his 30s. I was like, hey, I'm writing a script. If I incorporate like a bow and arrow into the script for my film class and like turn it into you, will you like give me extra credit and like let me pass? He's like, depends on how much I like it. I'm like, you'll like the script. It's a good script. <laughs> like, all right. Question so that. I write this thing, throw in like a line of like, he pulls out his bow and arrow and shoots the guy or whatever. And the dude gave me an A. He's like, I loved the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So you went to college. I went. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. That's a, that's a wow. blessing. It was great. I passed. I- Archery class. Nice. And went like three times. I have never felt so insignificant and little <laughs> in my life right now. Another guy. Another guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. We love Billy. Billy, you are you such a blessing. Him. Oh, wow. What? Just keep going, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know. Just felt like... Uh, I was going a little bit more spiritual. You're going right. a little bit more... Uh, J- Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. 
<laughs> you complete me. <laughs> no, Billy, for our listeners, maybe that don't know you, or maybe some that do but don't really know you that well, why don't you just intro yourself into who you are and what you love to do? Mm. So I'm Billy. I am Beardless Bill because <laughs> I cannot grow a beard. And if cannot I, or will not. <laughs> are, uh, you can ask my dad and John after any like man weekend up in the mountains and I don't shave and I come down and it just looks like looks like someone took like a hacksaw to like Bigfoot's face <laughs> and it's just like patchy and gross and you're just like you need to like clean that up because you look <laughs> disgusting. Like don't go out in public. Here's a plastic bag. Like someone glued <laughs> hair to your face like, like someone hair. like shaved like chest hair and like glued it to my cheeks <laughs> that's Gim- how disgusting it Gimli's, looks Gimli's Gimli's chest Gimli's hair Gimli's chest hair <laughs> yeah oh, man. put it on Legolas's face yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful so um yeah so I can't grow a beard but beyond that uh let's see um love the beach love uh the outdoors hiking paddleboarding Love music. Um, it's been a blessing um, being able to serve here with you guys and help out with young adults. Um, I feel like the Lord has really like laid that whole like age group and that like just community of people and, and generation on my heart to want to just like be a blessing to and a witness to, and um, so it's been just just incredible serving with you guys and, and Zach like. You've been discipling me for, I don't know, last nine months or whatever with worship and music and all that. And that's been such a gift to me to be able to do that with you. Um, I'm not going to get into that whole story on this podcast and that testimony of that, but it's just been, the Lord's been using it for some really awesome stuff and just reviving that passion for worship and music and guitar and just like the heart behind worship and um just learning yes. and playing with you and, and growing in that friendship with you as well. And mm-hmm. just, it's been awesome. And I think Thanks. like one of the coolest things about worship that I love that I've like really been reflecting on the last couple of months is like worship is a gift to us that God has graced us with because we were, we were born, like we're not born, but like literally created to worship God. Um, and God's heart for us is so pure in love that like we can't, ever fully understand that even in the act of us worshiping God and glorifying him and praising him because he's God almighty ruler of everything and deserves all glory and honor and praise. He still uses the worship that we give unto him that he fully deserves to bless us and minister to us and give back to Mm. us, which is just more of just like showering grace and love. And it's, it's beautiful. And so I, I love it. It like I come alive in it. It's restoring to my soul, and it, I think one of we were talking last week where it's like one of the, my favorite things of worship is like pulling back off the mic and just being a fly on the wall and just listening mm-hmm. to the church worship Jesus yeah. and just like listening to like the prayers of His people, like cry out to Him and, and see God move in those Amen. moments and just witness. So, yeah, it's anyways. Come brief on. little thing but i yeah. i love that that's yeah i love being able to be a part of that and do this with you guys so it's been yeah. a huge blessing yeah and andrew's been discipling you as well yes for, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> first, I mean, how long have you known andrew for <laughs> andrew i've how long have i known you since high school since high school <laughs> i've known andrew since high school and andrew's played a huge part in my life 
these last two years of um, his dad baptized me Come years on. ago. Yeah, um, yeah, years ago, he baptized me, Casey, and John. Um, knowing your family since Calvary Costa Mesa, growing up there and yeah. doing all that. And your dad was the junior high pastor to Casey and John. I never had him because I wasn't there in junior high, but that's crazy. Um, missed out on that. <laughs> and then because <laughs> I heard nothing but great things, I was like, man, my junior high pastor was not that awesome. Um, <laughs> you stick a lizard in his nose? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But Andrew... Uh, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying like not to like get too emotional over it, but Andrew has been, um, yeah, Andrew's been a huge blessing to me these last two years. Um, I remember Andrew showed up uh, at the hospital um, when I was like at my lowest low, and uh, I didn't even know how bad I looked <laughs> at the time because I, I had made fun of you. Yeah, I hadn't been out of the bed. I was I was a mess. I was jacked up and had been like in and out of consciousness for four days or something. And um, on my last day, as I was getting uh, removed because like COVID was there and they wanted like us to get out, they didn't know what it was yet. And right, right. I remember you showed up, and um, <laughs> the first thing Andrew says is, "He goes, hey man, he goes, you look great. He goes, you don't look that bad. He goes, You're still good looking." <laughs> And uh, he like helped me like get up with like my nurse who looked like I, I don't remember her name, but I just remember her as Donna from Parks and Rec. Like <laughs> she was the nicest lady, and she really like, was so sweet. And she like yeah. sat with me and was talking to me about like how I'm doing stuff. And they helped me get up for the first time, like go to the bathroom. And I'm like looking at myself in the mirror. I come out. I was like, I'm thrashed. <laughs> like, <laughs> they helped me like walk around the hospital and stuff. And then Andrew like um, wheeled me out to. Yeah, my mom's car. She was like picking it up, and um, and then since then, like Andrew, we've met up a, a handful of times, and he's been mentoring me and discipling me in my own walk with the Lord um, these last two years, and um, that gets more into like the testimony of just like God's grace and what He's been doing. But Andrew's been super influential and um, just used by God and just ministering to me and, and helping me in my own walk and my faith and. Um, yeah, so it's it's a blessing to to be here and and be helping you guys and and serve alongside you and yeah, oh, yeah. <clears throat> the honor is ours, bro. Yeah, so we're super grateful for you, your whole family. Um, we're stoked that you could come in on this podcast episode. <laughs> see how professional we are up here. Yeah, uh, very on, snazzy. Yeah. We got this little light over here that no one can see, but it's <laughs> but fantastic. Setting the mood. Yep, I feel smarter already. Yeah, just by so. sitting in this room. <laughs> Well, Andrew, I think there's something that we need to uh, to get into. Right? I believe so. There's a. Uh, it's segment time. It's segment time. We're gonna segue into a segment. Cue, cue the music. Cue the music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today's segment is. Um, <laughs> I say go with the original title. Go with the original title. All right. It's too good. It's too good not to use. Too Too good good to not not believe. believe. (laughs) All right. Today's segment is you did what in your sleep? (laughs) We're going to read off three funny stories of um, that people 
have done in their sleep. You know, sleep is a very mysterious thing. It is. You know, dream, dream world, REM sleep. I love it. Sleep talking, sleep walking. Yeah. Uh, sleep, sleep, <laughs> sleep eating, we'll sleep get eating. into. Sleep, sleep screaming. Sleep screaming. Sleep fighting. Sleep yeah. fighting, wow. which I do. <laughs> we'll, we'll read through these. And um, <laughs> cool. Okay. Ready? Go for it, Andrew. All right. You did what in your sleep? Number one. A 50-year-old woman would eat in her sleep five times a week for a decade. Every morning, she'd wake up to find wrappers, peach pits, and empty plastic containers. She once woke up to find she'd eaten an entire bottle of ketchup. <laughs> sleep eating has entered the chat. Uh, maybe that's what I've been doing. I'm like, why am I gaining weight? It's I'm sleep. I eat. I'm just eating while I'm sleeping. Yeah. They say yeah. you burn a lot of calories while you sleep. I just actually pack them back but on. Just back on. <laughs> I mean, to eat an entire so, bottle of ketchup, that's like so hungry in my sleep. <laughs> That's so weird. Just, I like how specific this, uh, it's like rappers, peach pits. Peach pits. Maybe she's and, a big uh, fan. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> Lives in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, little Georgia peach. <laughs> They're readily available. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, <laughs> I'm glad she didn't eat the pit. pit. She was smart enough in yeah. her sleep to spit the pit. <laughs> but, spit the pit. Uh, spit the pit. Can you imagine she woke up with like missing teeth because she's trying to eat she peach pits? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow! Anyway, well, God if it's um, gains season, you know, you, all you bodybuilders <laughs> out there, maybe this is another way to just pack the protein. Just leave a raw, just raw steak. meat. Yeah. There you go, just right next to the bed. bed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Okay. Moving right. on. Moving on. Moving on. Number two, an Australian man, Lee Hadwin, has been creating art in his sleep since he was four years old. The artist, who is a nurse in real life, says he has no real creative talent in drawing or painting when he's awake, but his sleep art has won awards and earned him substantial money. Oh my goodness. Come on. I think there, in fact, lies just the annoyance to uh, art because, you know, someone could put in like heart and soul and you're like, this is trash. And then someone can sneeze a red dot onto a white canvas. An and elephant can paint. You know, that's that's beauty. That's worth a million dollars. It speaks to me on a deeply spiritual level. <laughs> yeah. This painting just gets me. That's got <laughs> to be weird, though. I mean, because it, it says here that he's, he's not an artist when he's awake. So he's, he's amazed by what he does. He's like, he just wakes wow. up. He's like, wow. <laughs> Look what I, I dreamt I'm that. <laughs> God couldn't make me a nurse, and God couldn't just make me an artist. Yeah. He had to just both. And so. Maybe he's... <laughs> it's so weird. It is. Like, how do you get up enough to, like... What is he painting? Is he painting or is he drawing? I like, think it's a mixture of both. You know, these this story, I did do a little bit of research. I was like, this is kind of, this sounds fabricated. <laughs> it sounds false. But legitimately, this guy, since he was young, he would draw on his walls when he was a kid. And it kind of evolved oh, into high school to where, like, he would draw these amazing things in his sleep. But he says, it's, he says it's not like every night. It's like, it'll happen like, it'll, like, he'll go like a year with nothing happening and then. Wow. And then this inspiration like, just yeah. falls. Planets align. <laughs> the planets yeah. align. And uh, uh, kind of yeah. like uh, Teen Wolf. Uh, <laughs> just, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> artist. He uh, eats like a weird 
German dish and it creates <laughs> German. There it is, Germany. Germany. Get too sauerkraut yeah. and <laughs> just starts creating the, those creative juices because of the fermentation <laughs> creates creativity. Yeah, in art. That's some wow. serious Beautiful. REM sleep. Way to go, Lee. Way to go. All right, you had a win. All right, <laughs> Billy, number three. Number three, a 77 year old man with a history of sleepwalking had no idea what it would lead him to. One night, he took his cane and sleepwalked out of his house and stood in a pond. (laughs) He woke up with his feet stuck in the mud and couldn't escape the pond. To make matters worse, he was surrounded by alligators. (laughs) (laughs) While fighting off the alligators with his cane, he screamed for help and was thankfully rescued by a neighbor who had heard his cries. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Oh, man, that sounds like a nightmare. Yes. Like it's like the worst case scenario. Like that, if there's anything bad, sleepwalking is pretty awful. Yeah. But then also, just sleepwalking into the the worst situation <laughs> of like man eating gators, <laughs> and you're stuck in a pond. Like just, he had the common sense though to bring his cane. So <laughs> I can't smarts. sleepwalk without Got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Oh man! But he was able to battle off those alligators with, with a cane. <laughs> a seventy-seven-year-old. Like, what? What? What neighbor wakes up hearing ah, you know, cries, <laughs> goes out to see a seventy-seven-year-old man, just shin deep in. <laughs> I was like, how many, happen- how many times like does Florida. that happen? This right? is Florida, right? Can we just? Can it's we just say, Florida. You know. Uh, Florida man, uh, <laughs> Florida man sleepwalks his way into an yes. alligator-infested pond. Yes. <laughs> his neighbor's out there. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Harold. <laughs> Harold's out there again. <laughs> Harold again. <laughs> Gotta go rescue him. Gotta go put a fence around Into the mud there. pit with the gators. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Poor guy. But I love the fight he still had. 77, just still oh, fighting yeah. it off. You know, Reminds like, me of Happy Gilmore. You know, you're that gator that got your hand. I got his head. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, man. It's like, if I'm going out, I'm going on my own terms. <laughs> ain't going out with gators. <laughs> Taking Gator. you out. Oh, wow. That was a good one. Those are great. Good, great. <laughs> great stories. Yeah. Well, that, that segment kind of mm. leads into our question of the day. So, buckle up. Get ready. Or should I say, sleep tight. Sleep tight. Sleep tight. Sleep tight. Our segment today goes in, goes from a question that reads, what is the importance of rest in a Christian's life? The importance of rest in a Christian's life. Well, That's a great question. Should it's we all important. go take a nap right now? <laughs> and then, uh... Yeah, it's a great question, especially coming off, off of the Harvest Festival we had last night. Oh, yeah. If you don't know this, we did just come off. Yesterday, having our trunk or treat, which mm. was amazing. And I'm just going to, for the books, I'm just going to say it. Say it out loud. Refuge we demolished, crushed it. <laughs> Every other trunk or treat spot in the world. <laughs> we you won. You lose. We, we win. win. 
How do you like that? Although we had very little process in making it. It was very Billy was the architect. No, it was Billy. No. We, we were built, there. Yeah, that's true. We built a pirate Billy built no. a pirate cave. Yep. With a volcano, smoke machine, <laughs> waterfall, you name it. Pirate it was a walkthrough experience. It was. It was awesome. There's life. It was super loved cool. It. Dude, it was great too that like Thursday night, we had how many people? Like Thursday. 30 people show yeah. up for burgers and salads and like crushed it. Like everyone just like jumped to it. And <laughs> I thought like, you were going to say it. And like half of them left oh, after they ate, <laughs> which is also true. Which is also true. You know who you like, are. You're building something? <laughs> uh, I'll take the free burger and I'm out of here. Yeah. Deuces. Uh, no, it was so far. great though. People were so helpful, you know? Mm. Dave and Karen making burgers and stuff and everyone yeah. like jumping together, like put it together and staple paper that kept falling off like 50 <laughs> times over. It's fantastic. It's random palm branches on top. So, so we, we we know that anyways, to get back to this question, we know the importance of rest. Yes. Because um wish I was resting right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um why don't we get to talking about it? Okay. Andrew, what do you have to say about rest? Is it biblical? Is, is it? it beneficial? Ooh. Is it believable i like it yeah (laughs) i think rest is definitely a theme you find throughout scripture genesis through revelation maybe not so much at the end of revelation (laughs) until you get to heaven um but i think it's a theme throughout the gospels we see jesus um often going away to pray and rest um because he got tired and speaks of his humanity yeah it's definitely biblical yeah. But I think it's only, I think the biblical rest is not an excuse to be lazy mm. by any means. And that's where I think um, we have to be careful. I would say the warning is like, you can rest for sure, but only after you've 60. worked. Yeah. 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 Only after you've well, put in effort. Well, let's take let's take this back. Let's let's take this back we're, to we're gonna the, go back. We're gonna we're gonna take a little journey. Come with us. What come, is that like? Join me. Like, come and magic see. school bus. The more you <laughs> know. Where did this originate? Well, if you open your Bible, maybe you're listening and you can do this, or maybe you're just like, you know what, I'm lazy. I know you're gonna turn there. You're gonna read it anyways. And you can hear Zach's pages. Is Bible turning? Um, Genesis two two. I'm going to read this out loud. After God had created the world, the universe, it says in Genesis two, verse two, it says on the seventh day, God finished His work that He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work that He had done. Mm. So, it definitely finds its origin in Genesis. Finds its origin in God. And um, what I like about this, just to kind of just, let's just to focus in right here a little bit is, and one thing that I noticed is it, is that it doesn't say that God needed to rest. Mm. It wasn't like, you know, the six days of creation, he did all this stuff and he's like, woo. I am tired. Wow. <laughs> Good work. Yeah. That <laughs> was, Holy Spirit, Jesus, just bring it in. Let's uh, <laughs> huddle. Let's huddle. <laughs> Half time, you know, <laughs> hands or, in. Yeah, it doesn't. But I mean, in all seriousness, he it doesn't say that he was so tired from his work that he needed to rest. But rather, it just says that he rested. 
there, you know, and that Hebrew word there for, for rest is that Hebrew word Shabbat, mm. where we get Sabbath, the word Sabbath from. Mm. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later, but that word Shabbat means literally cease, mm. to cease. So it's, so in this, we see that this rest, although it wasn't needed from God, it was something that he purposed. There's purpose in yeah. it. It was a purposeful cease of work on a day. Seventh day. Yeah. You did a great job. That was moving on. Next question. No, I, yeah. Cease. It doesn't mean that you, you, um, you have to, but I think that God, God in his grace and love, like, Hey, there's going to be a time where just stop and like, enjoy. I think that's part of rest is enjoying what God has made mm. or enjoying what, what you've worked to, you know, enjoying the works of your hands and things mm. like that. Yeah. Enjoying it too. Um, because what good is it if you have, you know, if you have something, but you don't enjoy it, you know, like a family, say you, you, you have a family, but you don't enjoy your family. Mm. Is that really the point of having a family? Mm. Um, any, anything that we create, there's purpose in that creation to enjoy that creation. So I think you should enjoy it. That's mm. part of being a Christian is we should be the most joyful and kind of people that we just enjoy what we do yeah. because hmm. God created it. God gifted it to us mm. and we get to make things. We get to enjoy it. And it's like, it's just as holy to rest and to enjoy what God has made as it is to work. It's just as holy. It's the yeah. same, same thing. So, yeah, it's, that's a really cool, it's a really cool insight. Billy, you want to say something? I just, no, I love that. And when you were talking about, um, that rest is to cease. It was reminding me, I think it's, is it Psalm 56? Where it says, here, wait, let me find it. Where it's cease striving and know that I am God. Um, some translations say be still and know that I am God. I think that's 46. 46? Yeah, Psalm 46, verse 10. Um, <clears throat> but I think what's just so cool about it is for the last couple months now, I've been doing just a study through all the Psalms and going through and just like meditating on them. And there's so much to like unpack through all of it, but there's like so many common themes found throughout each Psalm. And even though like there's so many different seasons of life that David is going through and then the other Psalms are going through as you read through the book of Psalms, you know, all sorts of different circumstances and situations, but similar themes found throughout of like them reminding themselves of like resting in the Lord and trusting mm. in him and like, being still, even in like the good seasons and the highs and in the lows, like whether you're going through turmoil and chaos and you're surrounded by your enemies crying out to God, like, oh, I'm going to die. Like, Lord, help me. And then they're bringing it back to like, but I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to rest mm -hmm. in you and remind myself that like my hope is in you. And like Amen. it's that resetting of your mind and like that whole framework of like, God, like I'm not in control of everything around me. Like I can, I can't even control like what my day is. Like the Bible says, man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. And it's mm -hmm. like, God, like I'm going to rest in you. And even the good seasons when everything's like flourishing and great, it's like, Lord, I'm going to like, like you're saying, Andrew, like it's holy just as much as it is like when you're working and honoring the Lord to like, it's holy to have that act of like, I'm going to rest in you and mm -hmm. enjoy the beauty of your creation. You're talking about like that, having that joy. Um, like Paul talks about, about how he was like able to be joyful in all circumstances. And I think that's because like Paul knew like 
whether life or death, like it's all for Christ. Like his life was just so completely sold out to the gospel. And like he rested in that daily where it's like, whether I'm in prison and like getting lashed on my back or like I'm preaching the gospel and seeing people saved, like I'm resting in the Lord because like God's work is being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was joyful through it all where it's like, man, like that's it. like, it's convicting and challenging to me every day where it's like, Lord, help me to be joyful through all circumstances. Right. the blessing of it i don't think we need to explain to you the blessing of (laughs) resting you know there's a there's a blessing of it you know from god instituting it in genesis of giving that example of of him resting even after he created all things his purposeful rest not that he needed to right but um even in the ten commandments given by god to moses for the people of Mm -hmm. israel Mm -hmm. he instituted there and i have it here right here in exodus 20 verse 8 through 11 This is the fourth commandment, one of the Ten Commandments given to the people. Um, God says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Mm. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or even your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. What's really cool about this is like, you know, you read these Ten Commandments and you're like, okay, rules, you know, I don't know. But you think of the the backdrop of what this was coming out of, right? This is found in the book of Exodus, and the book of Exodus was an exodus from Egypt. And so these people, this nation was coming out of this nation that had them doing what? Slave labor. Slave labor, yeah, right? Activity. They were serving under a merciless taskmaster, Pharaoh, who when Moses tried to deliver the people, right, would come up to Pharaoh and would, would say, let my people, you know, release the people of God. Um, he actually made their labor harder mm. and made their work heavier and made it, no, well, you can't do this. You, you have to make your own you know, mortar and you have to do this and, and like, yeah. and made it more and more difficult for them. And so coming out of, out of this with this is the backdrop, um, it's really sweet to see that the Lord desired this for his people. Yeah. That he was like, that is the wrong picture of work. Mm. Not that work is bad, right? We're, mm. we're talking, I think it'd be good to go into lit as we cap this off later, but not that work is bad, but rest is good. And it's mm. something that God saw, saw um, so good that he's like, every six days on the seventh day, I want you to rest. Mm. I'm like prescribing this for you, a day off mm. for you. And, um, and I really believe, I wrote this down, the reason why that he wanted the people to rest was because as people, we can find so much of our identity in what we do. In what we work, yeah. In oh well, you know, people ask, you know, well, who are you? Well, like, you know, who are you? Well, I'm a you know graphic designer, 
or I'm a student right now, or I'm a barista, mm-hmm. or I'm a pastor, or I'm a worship leader, or oh, I got to teach children's ministry sometimes. Or and, and even we can carry that mindset into our spirituality, into our relationship with God, where we say, God, you love me because of what I do. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that I read my Bible, because I go to church, because I, you know, and it becomes this work-based relationship, which is so wrong. The Lord rather says, no, right? Jesus would say in, in John, abide in my love, abide mm-hmm. in me, rest in me. And Billy, you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned this last night when we were talking a little bit about kind of doing a little prequel to this episode. Mm-hmm. And you said that something that was really sweet about the connection of rest and faith. and faith. I don't know if you want to go a little bit into that. Yeah, so my friend, who our family friend who's a pastor out in Nebraska was doing a study while I was out there on faith. And he shared something that I wrote down that was like so cool. He said, the greatest expression of faith is rest and that you see that in Christians' lives and you should see that in, in hopefully every Christian's life um, that we're resting in the Lord. Um, and that's what's so cool about rest is because like rest, like, I think there's so many implications to rest where there's like the physical act of rest of man, I'm tired and like, I need a day off. Like I I don't want to burn myself out and like get all tired and stuff. Like the thing that's so cool and beautiful about like God's word is um, you'll hear pastors teach on this where it's like God's word is not like this, like list of do's and don'ts and like this, like rule book of like legalism, but it's God's heart of like, this is what is best for you because I love you and I, I care for you and I want you to like know my love more fully. Um, and when you read like the 10 commandments that he like gave to his people and stuff, like rest is so important because like it, it's not just a matter of like, hey, like keep the Sabbath holy, but it's also like God being like, I know like you keep going, like you don't have a day of rest and you're not taking a day to just honor me and rest in my love. Like, you're going to get burnt out. Like you're going to be stressed. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be grow into this legalistic relationship rather than just trusting in my love. And like, we see that today. And, um, when my pastor or my friend's pastor was, uh, talking about this of like the greatest expression of faith being rest. It's like, man, how cool is that? That Lord, if I'm really trusting in you and, and walking by faith and not by sight, then I, I can cling to your word and I can cling to your promises and rest in that knowing that like, I might not have the answer to whatever my circumstances are. I might not know what tomorrow holds or whatever, but God, I I trust in you because you're leading me and you're guiding me. Um, And then also I I think there is that importance of like being deliberate and diligent in resting. Yeah. Because to your point, Zach, like we can get so caught up in our day-to-day life and our busyness and our identity falls in like, what we do mm. rather than what Christ has done for us and, yeah. and what God's doing in us. Um, and I think it's so crucial as Christians to take a day to actually like rest and disconnect from work, from 24 seven ministry and being on call all the time and all this, like it, that's important because we're flesh and blood. Like God knows like we're but dust and like, we get tired, you get burnt out, like we're weak. And like, you need that like rest to like renew your strength yeah. in the Lord. Um, I once heard it said, we, we sometimes can identify as human doings rather than human beings. Mm. <laughs> like we're, you know, we think without our identity is found in what we do rather than in who we are mm. as God's children, resting in that, abiding in that. And, and, and it's, I mean, I think one something that's really interesting too, when you look at the Old Testament and how God commanded 
prescribed a day off mm-hmm. for uh, the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Like you see it even through their, um, like through their agriculture. Like God said, "Hey, every every six years, the seventh year, you let the ground rest. You stop tilling the soil. You stop planting crops." And every seventh year, they would let the ground rest, and they wouldn't plant, they wouldn't break the soil, they would just let the land rest there. And I thought that was really interesting, because it was almost like God knew, God knew that soil farmed without a break loses the ability to grow fruit. Mm, yeah. And it's like, and I think that's true in our, in our own life, that when the soil of our heart, of our own personal life, um, is worked to a point where there's no break, then fruitfulness is, is, is scarce in our life. You know, we see so much of the fruit of the ministry of Jesus, now to kind of turn it New Testament, where we can start talking New Testament hmm. rest, the, so much of the fruit of Jesus's life is in this hidden life that he had, where you see a couple verses, right, where it says, and Jesus arose early to go away and to pray. Yeah. To go be with the Father. Yeah. To go to a desolate place to... To, you know, and it's like this, this hidden life that he had because he was so public and so out in the public, and so yeah. that he need he realized that that isn't the summation of who he was. That it was this relationship with the Father. Come on, dude, this is preaching <laughs> to myself right now. This, this, his relationship with the Father was was the foundation, like you're yeah. even saying, Billy, of 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 this trust mm-hmm. in him and and for us as Christians. What a cool example that is to just even remind ourselves that hey. In the culture that we live, that's that's like the hustle culture, right? Yeah. Hustle every day. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, you are, nah, 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 you know, like you work, 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 work. You know, like Elon Musk says, like, hey, I got to where I got because I worked twelve hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, no one can, no one can really expect. I think he's quoted in his like his biography or autobiography, like how like no one can really make. I'm gonna butcher this quote, so please. <laughs> Show me grace on this. But he said something along the lines <laughs> of like... Give us Elon. <laughs> yeah. He said something along the lines of like, you, you can't expect to make a difference in the world if you're only working eight hours, um, 40 hours a week. That's oh. what he said. And it's like, okay. this is insane. I mean, but, and, and, um, but how the Bible teaches so opposite of that, but says actually your fruitfulness is dependent upon whether or not you are rested and abiding in Christ. Yeah. And abiding in Him. That's crazy. too though like yeah. just branching off that real fast i think like we do live in this culture that is so driven on like it's uh kind of like your your worth or your value is based on how busy you are and how like loaded up your calendar is and like if you're free a friday night oh man then i'm like i'm a loser i'm a loser yeah. i suck <laughs> like I don't have plans on a Friday night. Like you're in your twenties and like your whole weekend isn't like booked up for the next six weeks. Like, you know, I think people like with social media and all this stuff, like they feel this like angst and this like stress of like, if I'm not busy or I'm not hanging out with friends or my girlfriend or boyfriend for the ladies or whatever. Right. Like then something's wrong with me or like, I'm like 
my my worth isn't there. Like we put our value in like this weird upside down like thinking based on our culture of Orange County and Southern California of like, you know, just so fast be paced. going, going, going yeah. like all the time. And to your point, like, no, like fruit comes from abiding in Jesus Amen. and like resting in the Lord. And if you have a Friday night and you're not doing anything, then like maybe rather than sitting at home, like watching Netflix for six hours till you fall asleep with like yeah. pizza all over your face, <laughs> like crack hey. open the word. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you, like, how did you know? You know, like spend time with Jesus, like yeah. in those moments, in that like, I think something that God's been challenging me personally, like these last two years, like I've had a lot of time to myself, like with a broken <laughs> face and like six surgeries and like lying at home, not even being able to be around people because like my brain couldn't handle that much like stimulation, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like a lot of time of like learning to like rest in the Lord and like be still and know that God is in control and he's yep. working all things together mm -hmm. for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He has a plan and a future for you. And like take that time to like grow spiritually and like bear that fruit by abiding in Jesus. Cause like, yeah. that's where like, that's where our purpose is found is in Christ. Yeah. That's where like our fulfillment is found is in God's word. And like the importance of like reading and spending time personally not just like when you're at a sunday morning or a wednesday night or whatever but like you personally like spending time in god's word is so crucial and we see that in like mm -hmm. the life of jesus of like he had the perfect ministry mm -hmm. on earth like and he still found it necessary to like branch away and go be with the father and be in prayer and like build himself up mm -hmm. you know just cool yeah it's i mean you you look at history and you look i mean during the 1930s the dust bowl happened and a big reason a cause to like everything that happened through that and the great depression was because the land was over farmed yeah to where there's it no didn't there's no more nutrients left in it yeah and so it just completely fried up the entire midwest all that area up mm -hmm. there and created like the consequences of that and that's yeah. that's a historical consequence physical consequence like you think of the spiritual mm -hmm. consequence of, of where you're someone who's so busy yeah. and so filled up your day where you're not you know, truly resting in the Lord. And I would even argue watching Netflix is not taking a day of rest. You know, like no. I, I would say that binging, you know, meat eater on Netflix or whatever it is that you watch, you know, saved although by the bell. Although beneficial. Uh, although. <laughs> not restful. Learning how to fight a bear. And with, with my hands. Super beneficial. Got to do it. No, um, but just fruitfulness a direct result of what fruitfulness looks like is resting mm -hmm. and abiding in yeah. christ because you like you said billy we we're we're flesh we are dust we god is almost reminding us you can't do everything yeah you think you that you can and we're not supposed to and you're not supposed to and every and the, <laughs> and the world doesn't depend upon you yeah yeah you know and we think oh if i don't if i'm not yeah but if i and it's almost like rest can even be an act of worship yeah. mm. where you're like, God, I'm trusting you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing today. Maybe like you take this, like, you know, me and my wife do this. We try to do like a quote unquote Sabbath day every, every week where we, and we choose a day where we are off our phones. We're off technology. We try to have like a good meal together as family, do things that we enjoy and not plan ahead not plan the next week out, not plan out, you know, like, or work or, and just 
be together, like you said, Andrew. Enjoy each other's company. Enjoy stuff we love to do. Go walking at the harbor, at the beach. Sometimes, if I'm lucky, I get to go fishing, you know, <laughs> surfing, you know, stuff where you're just enjoying the Lord and the presence of the Lord, reading the Bible, reading a good book, just spending time in His presence, praying, mm. you know. Um, I really believe that fruitfulness is directly resulted to that abiding in Christ. Mm. Yeah. I would say, too, though, the, in your 20s, surviving your 20s, if we're going to do that, one of the hardest things to do as you get older is to create margin in your life. Mm. So ha, you, you, your plate gets filled up with more and more responsibility, which is, which is not a bad thing, but it's just part of life. Like I'm responsible for these people. I'm responsible for a lot of... <laughs> do you ever take a day off from being a dad? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> my, my wife say otherwise. My wife would say otherwise <laughs> that I've checked out or whatever, but... Um, you, you, it's hard. It's hard to create margin in your life of like, oh, I don't have anything going on. And so when you're younger, it's almost like a bad thing, like to have that space of like, what am I going to do? I have nothing to do. Because well, we, we've been conditioned by culture <laughs> yeah. and by social media and even by music yeah. that like silence and this yeah. void of plan, of sound, of whatever is terrifying to, yeah to mm -hmm. us i mean you try driving in the car and not listening to any music that's weird and just praying yeah. like it's really difficult Super it's weird. almost like some of you guys are like getting freaked out and like a little anxious <laughs> just thinking about it right now and that's why you listen to this podcast yeah. there you go you need noise <laughs> so you need turn it off and pray yeah, <laughs> yeah. right now let's finish <laughs> but it's it's hard it's hard to find margin in your life and so getting used to or creating that as a habit in your life I think it's great creating a margin, uh, a space for rest or a space of, of time where, like you're saying, we're, you're like, hey, we're going to dedicate this day to just being together. We're going to read God's word. We're going to focus on We're going to rejoice in what God has given us. If my kids want to eat um, candy, I'm going to say yes to the glory of God. You're going to eat candy today <laughs> and like go for it. Cause, they choose. Because it's, yeah, like, yeah, because God is good. And you he's know, alive. yeah, and he's alive. So we're gonna you can't eat the glory of God or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. just rest is gonna look different for everyone, and it's important not to get not to get religious about it or or crazy about it. Yeah, uh, in the sense of like where it becomes work. Mm. All of a sudden, you're like working so hard to like rest, and it's like that's not that's the opposite. Yeah, you're mm. still not resting. So, but if you can. If you already have margin in your life in space, like that's not a bad thing. That's a blessing from God, and rejoice in that, and 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 find a way to praise God, and find a way to take that and to grow spiritually. I think we spend so much time. You think about we try and grow physically. Like if you're working out and you're like, you spend a lot of time. You create margin in your life to do that, mm. um, to work out, and to well, some people do. I don't know. I don't, but some people do. Uh, or like you, you create space and time for what you love and what you dedicate yourself to. Like I used to create a lot of time to surf. Mm -hmm. I'd wake up super early so I could go surfing. I don't do that anymore. But, um, <laughs> I used to, you know, create time to where I can, you know, do this thing or that thing because I enjoyed them and I loved them. And so as much as you create time to like spend working out or whatever, I think it's good to create maybe like a marginal time where you can spend time to grow yeah. spiritually 
and mm-hmm. to just enjoy. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you have to spend an hour, two hours, three hours reading and praying, although that is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And if that's restful for you, got, you know, right on. But maybe it's you taking a walk and going outside. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's you turning off your phone for that yeah. hour that and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's off. What if I'm missing all these things? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. learning to like, uh, like you're saying, just this is an act of faith and yeah. this is an act of, of worship unto the Lord. And mm. so I remember hearing a pastor say once that like, sometimes you need, sometimes you need a preacher to <laughs> preach to you. Yeah. And sometimes you need creation to preach to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause his, his attributes are clearly seen. The Bible mm. tells us. Oh, for sure. And sometimes you need somebody to tell you, Hey, quit being an idiot. Just get up, you know, <laughs> yeah. start, you know, like encouraging you. Like yeah. hey, God still loves you. Do, you know, you're covered by God, you know, and sometimes you just need to go for a hike, go for a walk, just go out yeah. to the ocean. Just like, <sighs> God is big. I am small. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around me. Dude, I remember trimming my palm trees and God speaking to me in such a powerful way. Like, I know it sounds stupid. Wow. But you know, those pygmy palms at the bottom, mm-hmm. they have these sharp, sharp thorns. And I remember getting stuck like through the finger with one and just like excruciating pain. Like, ow, that really hurt. And the, it was like the Lord's like, I took three nails in my, <laughs> like two in my hands and one through both my feet. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it all makes sense. He was pierced for me. But like, <laughs> you think that palm was reminding yeah. you. I'm Palm <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and granted, not everything's going to speak to you when you get like a nail through your foot or whatever. Um, but it is like, God can use anything and he can, but are you looking for mm. ways in which God can do that? Are you creating a, a time and margin of rest where God can replenish your soul? Because all of us gets cracked. We get cracks in our soul. Mm. Like we do, we get beat up and or you don't realize, doubt. yeah, you don't realize how much it is broken and, and cracked. And it's the Holy Spirit that comes and washes over that. And if you don't have that time to, to receive that from the Lord, you just keep, it's like becomes like you're saying, you're not tilling the soil mm. of your soul. And suddenly you just become this barren wasteland because you're just giving and giving and giving and, 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 and nothing's, you know, the nutrients are gone from your soul. Yeah. I think what's cool about that is uh, I heard someone talk one time. They were preaching. I think it was, yeah, Psalm 23. And what? Is it Andrew? It's <laughs> the greatest chapter. It's great. In the Bible. Psalm 23, and they were talking about how the Lord like restores our souls mm. and talking about how it's like in today's day and age, like we're so blessed with technology and medicine and psychology and counseling, everything that we have. Right. And there's so many ways to like diagnose things or treat things or, or whatever in man's ways. Right. Mm. But when it comes to the soul, man can't do that. Like no. we don't even know what a soul looks like. Nope. And like, how do you fix a soul? How do you heal a soul? How do you, restore a soul and the only one who can do that is god and it's done through his word and it's like if someone's broke like if you're broken or you're like longing for the next distraction in life because you're miserable or tormented or just distraught or depressed or anxious or whatever it is it's like stop looking to all the distractions of this world and social media or counseling or like and some of that stuff is is good things but like ultimately the only one who's going to be able to meet you where you're at align with you, 
know what you're going through better than anyone, better than your family, your friends, is Jesus. Mm. And he's the only one who can restore your soul to wholeness, to purity, to light, to love, to joy, to peace, to happiness. Like that's just the grace of God. I liked what you said, Billy, because I want to use what you just said about there's certain things that only God can do. There's certain things that a, at a day off, even if you want to say that, cease from working, can't fix. And this is where you turn, and this is, let, let's bring this to the gospel. Okay. New Testament. Jesus made a couple statements, right? He said, I'm the, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Yes. Right? Mm. You know, the Sabbath finds its summation in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, what did he mean by that? One of my favorite verses that I love to turn to in times of like busyness and like frustration in that Mm. is John 17, um, verse four. I wrote it down. Jesus in his prayer, he says to the father, he says, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished, or some translations might say, having finished the work that you gave me to do. <laughs> it is finished in yeah. Christ. Yeah. The work is finished. So what does that look like now as a New Testament believer on this side of the cross to rest in the gospel, to rest in Jesus? He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Even deeper than a day off, just like a day off can't fix everything, right? Right. The gospel comes in like a flood and just refreshes you in all of your busyness and your work of salvation and, and all this. And, and you're like, ah, yeah, I've been trying to get all this stuff and fix this person. And my heart's broken and I'm dealing with past scars and wounds in my own heart and things that the Lord is healing in me. And I'm dealing with broken family members. I'm dealing with, ah, and the gospel comes in. You taught a message on this last time on Missio Christi and you killed it, Andrew, <laughs> talking about how that there's man tries to fix the outside, but there are certain things that only God can fix. And that's where the gospel comes in on the inside of a person and takes what is dead and brings life mm-hmm. out of it. And Jesus in that, he says to, to you, Christian listening, even today, I finished the work. Yeah. Mm. It's done. Stop striving. Rest in me. Yeah. In the gospel mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm. I always wondered what that meant. Like I had the hardest time when Jesus said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. It was so often like, yeah, you are. Like, <laughs> You're God. What do you, yeah. Like, <laughs> does that mean you don't, we don't need the Sabbath anymore? I don't think that's what yeah, he was yeah. saying. But, but he's saying to a, a nation of Israel that was working so hard hmm. to be acceptable to God. Right. Jesus says, I am the Lord of Sabbath. Where like, you don't have to work to be acceptable to God anymore. You come by faith. Hmm. It's by faith. It, this is the summation of it all, like standing in front of them, you know? And um, I think that's, it's a good thing. Again, like we always say, Zach, you always say you need to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Hmm. And like, yeah, I'm loved by God today as much as I will ever be, hmm. no matter what happens or what I do. Amen. You know, I'm loved by God today. I'm saved by his grace because I believe that Jesus lived, died, rose again. He's my Lord, my savior. So the gospel 
sets us up to just relax in Jesus. Like, hmm. you know, it puts your, your perspective to eternity. It puts your, your mind at ease knowing that no matter what I do today, when I lay my head down on my pillow, I'm right with God hmm. because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, that there's no one too far gone in my life that God can't save and reach into and restore because that's what he did for me. I mean, so hmm. there is such rest in God in, in that's where we find him, right? There's, yeah. especially in a world of such chaos right now. Like hmm. I think everyone's trying to figure out, you know, if we just had the right political leader, if we just had the right, this, the right, that, like if COVID, you know, whatever, blah, 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 you name it. Hmm so much there's so many voices that that are going on right now um some true some like are crazy and i think the world is just searching for rest and they can't they're just like trying to strive to find it like mm. if we could just get this past or that past or we could fix this or we could fix that um all the while the christians sit we sit here and we have it mm. you know we have it in in god so uh, as the world spins around us in, in chaos, and although our heart is drawn in sometimes by the chaos of it all and the worry and the stress of it, of like what's going to happen next and, and all of that. Um, I know a lot of people just, what's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen with that? It, it's crazy. It's, it's a, kind of a scary time. We can sit in the middle of all of that in total peace and rest because Jesus is alive. You know, so like they brought it back to the gospel. It makes sense. Come on. Yeah. Hmm. And that just just changes everything. Mm -hmm. Just changes everything. Changes the way that you live, the way that you work, and even the way that you take a day off. Mm -hmm. And the purpose behind it all, you know. Yeah. Like work is good. Yes. Work is a, a holy thing. Say it, Andrew. It's a holy thing. How holy? It's super, super holy, dude. How many much more times holy? <laughs> Holier is it than rest? It's six times more holy <laughs> than rest. Yes. God does call us to work. Work is a good thing. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're like, sweet, I got a free card to keep living in my grandma's basement, playing <laughs> Xbox and not doing a lick of any work because <laughs> i just want to enter an eternal yeah, state of rest. rest i'm just resting <laughs> in the lord while uh playing 2k uh, <laughs> you know it's like ah uh, no, that's cool you know paul would speak to the opposite and he would say hey if you don't work you don't eat mm -hmm. you know yeah <laughs> so, go to the ant you yeah. sluggard i mean work yeah. was pre-fall yep adam had a job pre-fall it was to to tend to 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 take dominion over creation to in the garden mm -hmm. you know and um part of part of the fall the curse was right what what for the man was what that that work would be a pain it's gonna be hard that work would be hard mm. not that not that you know the curse was work now you gotta work before you were just sitting on a cloud and just chilling in the garden <laughs> like now the the you know the curse is work but rather the curse is that work you will um work to the sweat of your brow and yeah. deal with weeds mm. you know yeah. um oh. and um yeah <laughs> but Work is a good thing. It is a good work thing. Work is a good thing. We're we're called as Christians to work out our salvation mm -hmm. with fear mm -hmm. and trembling. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that he has prepared uh, good works um, beforehand, that we should walk in these mm -hmm. good works. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, we're to image image God, who is a creative God. Yes. Just like the guy who who can't even paint while he's awake, but while he's asleep, he images God. Oh, wow. Because God is a creative Full God. Full circle. Oh, yeah. We're called to create and build and and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Gimli. Leave uh, it to Gimli. Where is my and axe? my axe? <laughs> Sorry, oh, wow. that's funny. No, I, I think it's just important. Like there is a balance, and I think a lot of people love the devil. Always, always loves to swing us to either side of the pendulum yep. of the extreme, to where either we're lazy yes. and we throw that on God. Of like, no, nah, dude, I'm just. I'm just resting in God and I'm not doing anything. That's called being lazy. Mm. And the a sluggard. Devil, yeah, you're a the, sluggard. The, the Bible speaks very heavily against <laughs> yeah. being a sluggard. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a the sloth. Proverbs goes goes off on it. But then the devil loves to swing us to the other side of the pendulum where we're workaholics and now we're back into religion, uh, falling into religiosity that we are loved by God because of what we do. And the mm. Pharisees. Yeah, and you lose your identity. Yeah. And yeah mm. Suddenly you you get puffed up with pride because of what you do for God. Mm. So It's like walking. Yep. Either side of the pendulum is wrong. Yeah. There is a, a there's a, a medium, there's a, there's a middle that we're called to work, Intention. we're called to bless God and honor God in our work and we're to recognize God in our rest. Like that's mm. what we're called to do. And Preach. I'm still working Preach. on it. I think Preach. all of us are just like yeah. talking and these are ideas that we love. Like, yeah, oh, but dude, yeah. it is hard. It this is. is hard to walk. It is. It is for sure. And I think just like you said, Andrew, create creating healthy disciplines. Maybe we can close with this. Like maybe just a couple practical what are some practical ways a young adult can can incorporate holy rest mm. in their life you know other than just taking a day off yeah um, maybe some things that have helped you i think as much as we plan our schedule like my wife is super good about planning i mean thank god thank thank you jesus for her man and she just <laughs> has every practice and where I'm supposed to go. I, I just show up. Dude, where do you need me to go? Who do you want me to drive? Smile and wave. Yeah, what bag do I grab? I'm on my way, you know? And she's so organized like that. And it, and I think it's convicting for me. Like, I need to organize time. As much as we organize our life, we need to organize time to, like, also set aside a chunk to just be or rest and, and have fun as a family or have fun as an, a young adult. Have fun as a young yeah. adult. S- Go have fun. Like, enjoy your youth. Like, good night. Do it. Gosh. Like, go to the beach. Find a hobby. Take a new class on, like, welding. Find, like, <laughs> do something. Like, you know, that always drives me crazy. It's like Underwater basket put, weaving. Yeah, if you're like, I just love video games. Okay, cool. But do something else. Like, go outside. Be Throw around them people. out. Yeah, like, <laughs> go find a skill, you know, and, and be out among people that, like, take the mission of Christ outside of your house. Yeah, you know that also can be restful. Jesus said, "You, I have food that you do not know of." Yeah, like mm. I, I am full. Um, even when he was hungry, yeah. because he was ministering to the woman at the well. Yeah, mm. and he's like, "I'm full." Yeah, he's doing you know, the work so the Lord. sometimes just even doing the doing that kind of stuff is so fulfilling. So as much as we organize our life and schedule and times and and all that stuff, also setting aside time to like rest and enjoy. So it's almost like made. instead of like a things to do list. Yeah. It's like <laughs> things to be. Things to be or things to not do. 
or not do. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in the sense of being <laughs> like, like just, oh yeah, I am like, I'm just going to rest in the Lord, like yeah. in the gospel and just. Would, you know. Was it you who told me like, what are things that you can get rid of? Hmm. Like what are, what are, what are the unnecessaries? Yeah. That you're like, oh, that is an unnecessary thing. I could drop that. Yeah. And kind of taking. Margin. Yeah. Yeah, it's stock of your day of your life and seeing like, okay, what are some things that I don't need to be pouring that much attention into? And yeah, yeah that definitely will help. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I know for, uh, I'll just share real quick. I mean, I shared a little bit with my family. We try to do that once a week, do a little Sabbath day where we um, eat some of the best tasting food that we can afford. Mm. Sometimes it's <laughs> amazing, har- you know, barbecue. And sometimes it's like just, we're making pancakes, mm, you know, pancakes. as a family, and we um, we'll, we'll we'll eat we'll eat you know we'll eat really good and we'll say a prayer and remind ourselves like man God, even thank you that even when we take a day off you don't yeah like in that sense like we do this because we're honoring you that mm. the work is finished in you that we can't do everything mm. and so in us taking a day off like you said Billy we're putting our faith. Mm-hmm. and our trust in you that you can do all things. Yeah. We can't do all things yeah. in that sense of like manage everything in our life. And so um, we'll do that and we'll enjoy time outside. We'll go, you know, for a walk. We'll, we'll um, I'll read, mm. you know, I enjoy to read. Andrew hates to read. Uh, so I'm trying. there's I'm this, trying. there's this opposites <laughs> between us. It's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful uh, <laughs> chaos. It's just, I'm reading in my own voice. If it was someone else's voice. It's just my voice is you so You need to annoying. listen to audiobooks. Maybe. Morgan yeah. Freeman. <laughs> and now he <laughs> would. And now he loved every time. Reading the book. Or the movie voice guy. Yeah. Like, so, and this Lord. summer. So those are good, those are good things Andrew's to do. Andrew's reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> he hates it, but he's doing it because he wants to be like Zach. No. <laughs> but I mean, those are those are little ways, you know, like uh, to just sneak those things in. I think for me too, one of the, I'm a musician. I love music. I mean, talk to me about music. I'll talk to you for days about my favorite bands, my favorite artists, my favorite chord structures, all mm. this music theory. Like I love it. But one thing I've been disciplining in my life is like, especially for me, my drive home to yeah. my wife, where I'm, I don't know what. I'm going to walk into, you know, all right, you could walk in and everything is harmony and peace. Dinner is served. Your kids are just walking in the good. spirit. Yeah. Just Playing like trains on the yeah, floor. Nicely. Just like everything's all clean. And like, and then you could walk home and then like, Emma's like, these are your kids. <laughs> Take your kids. Take these you know, like you insulted her lineage. <laughs> and just like, oh, so you don't know for at least, I mean, from, from my being a husband and being a dad, um, for my drive home, what I tried to discipline in my life from work is my tr- my drive home is silence, and I just try to pray and rest in the Lord and just mm-hmm. communicate. And Lord, I don't know what I'm walking into. I don't uh, help me to. And I, and I, and I also remind myself that like like God, the eight hours that or whatever that I put in today, I'm lay, like in a sense laying my hands before you. Hmm. I'm leaving it. Yeah. I'm leaving it there. Yeah. I'm leaving it at work. Because there's a great there's there's a great work also that's at home for yeah. me as a husband and for Not me as dead. a dad, yeah. you know. And so I'm leaving my work at home, mm. and I'm choosing at home to rest and be who I'm called to be at home. Mm. So mm. that process is kind of like a transition, like these natural transitions that um, that God places in your day to just transition into, 
home life, at least for, for us. I know it might look different for a young adult like Billy here, who isn't oh, married, right. you know, who doesn't have kids. Yeah. You know? So what, what advice maybe yeah. Billy would you give? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, the, uh, I think the biggest thing has been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this last, these last two years uh, is that life is short. And I don't say that in like a morbid way. Like I think we always hear like from the pulpit, like, um, when pastors are teaching and stuff, they're like, Hey, like you're not promised tomorrow and life is short. And like, what are you living for? And like, do you know Jesus? Are you right with God? And like, you hear this and you know, you're jokingly like looking at like grandpa, like, Hey, you listen, like you're 80, like, <laughs> you know, you don't have all day. <laughs> like you hope you're really right with God, tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and like you're in your twenties or whatever. And you're like, I'm fine. Like I got 60 years, like I'm going to live life and like all this stuff. And, um, after that accident, uh, yeah, like, it's a very sobering lesson where it's like, Lord, life is like a vapor and Mm -hmm. it's like the flower that's here today and gone tomorrow. And, um, not that I go around thinking like, Oh, I'm going to die today, but no, like I treasure every day that I'm given, um, knowing that, uh, that it's God's grace and knowing that, um, we sing this song and it has that bridge where we sing, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Um, and that's not just for me and my family who's been through this crazy car accident, but that's for every single one of us who's alive today mm-hmm. and like listening to this. Like if we're alive and we're not dead, then God's not done. And he has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just like the Lord has just been laying on my heart, of like wanting to live every day with intentionality and having priorities where it's like, it's God first, first and foremost. And it didn't used to be that way in my life. Like it was maybe God's on the back burner or I've got this focus or whatever. And I think as sinful humans, like so easy to fall into that tendency. And so it's like wanting to guard that heart and that mindset of like, I met with pastor John a couple months ago and he had shared something with me where um, when he wakes up, like his life verse uh, is when Jesus was saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these will be added unto you. Um, and he's like, listen, Billy, like if you're doing that, like if you're seeking the Lord first, like he's your top priority and just living that surrendered heart to him, like like the rest is gonna work itself out mm-hmm. because like anything can happen today. We're not promised tomorrow. Right. And I don't go around in fear thinking like, oh, I'm gonna like die today or whatever. But it's like, no, like God, today's a gift. And like you have filled my lungs with breath You've given me life. I know that my eternal destiny is with you in heaven. And so whatever today holds, like I want to live for you. And it's that posture of like living a surrendered heart to you, like resting in salvation. And just a, a quick verse I want to share is another Psalm that uh, you were talking about. You're into it. Uh, dude, I told you. Psalms. I'm going through the Psalms right now. <laughs> it's been great. Psalms. Psalms. Um, Psalms. But there is a lot going on right now in the world. And I think there's a lot of like... I know we have so many young adults right now that are questioning, like, can I go to school next semester? And am I losing my job? Am I going to be able to work here? I wanted to be a nurse and I don't want to take the vaccine. Like, what does all this look like? And there's so much happening. And God, I feel like, is really shaking his church to, like, focus hearts and eyes just on him. Um, And Psalm 121, it says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not let you stumble and fall. The one who watches over you will not sleep. Mm. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never tires and never sleeps. 
The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not hurt you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. The Lord watches over you as you come and go, both now and forever. And so for me, like resting as a young adult, um, or whatever that is, because I'm 30 in like two months, so I guess I'm falling <laughs> out of that bracket. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I think like it is having fun and like resting in the Lord and enjoying the beauty of his creation through family or friends or relationships or just finding those hobbies and, and like living life for, for Jesus and loving the, and loving him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but also like being diligent and protecting that time to like create that space to be with God and be in his word. Cause it's the most important thing. And when you're resting in the Lord and, and resting in his word, like, it, it doesn't matter like what your circumstances are like, and that doesn't mean that you don't feel it. You don't stress at times, but like there was this moment in Acts 12 where like Peter's arrested by uh, Herod Agrippa and he had just like killed James and Peter's looking to die the next day. And like, if I'm Peter in that situation, like I'm probably like sweating, like, Oh crap. I'm going to die. And like, it says like he, like the night before he was asleep and he's awakened by an angel and is like, hey, like, let's go. Yeah. You know, and I don't it's think like, I would sleep. Yeah. Like, much. he's like, passed out, just like, you know, chilling, yeah. like, all right, like, whatever, Lord, like, I trust in you. And if I'm going to die tomorrow, I'm going to die. And like, if I'm going to live, then I'm going to, and it's like Paul's mindset, like, to die is, is gain. Gain. Sorry, I said this backwards. To, to live, live is Christ. It, yeah. To live is Christ and to die is gain. And um, I think that's just the beauty of um, just resting in the yeah. Lord and resting in his word. So, for sure. Praise God. Amen. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening today with us at Lightning Rounds. We are so glad that you guys took the time to rest with us. I don't know if it was restful listening to us. Hopefully it was. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if not, put on some put sleepy on, uh, <laughs> Man, I'm tired of listening to chamomile. But if this episode blessed you, um, please share it with someone or leave a funny comment or rate or review for us. That would be that would make our day. That really would. That would be awesome. So you know where to find us, Instagram, refuge underscore SJC, or on Thursdays at 7 p.m. here at Calvary San Juan in the Fellowship Hall. Yeah, great episode, guys. Great Woo. job. Praise God. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for being here. Thanks Thank for you, having us. Gim- Gimli and <laughs> Aragorn. <laughs> Legolas. For Frodo. For Frodo. <laughs> we'll see you guys next episode of Lightning Round. <laughs>